Welcome to Live Well, Be Well, a podcast where we speak candidly about all things health and well-being. My name is Daryl. And my name is Vanessa. And we're students and well-being peer educators here at UC San Diego. And on this episode of Live Well, Be Well, we'll be discussing honoring your resilience. So we hope you get inspired, we hope you feel connected, and we hope you discover new ways to live your best life. Let's get started. So if you're listening out there, we'd like you to take a moment to reflect over the past year. What life lessons have you learned that you plan to carry with you into the present and the future? And with that, what have you learned about yourself and your resilience? We asked some wellness peers to also respond to these prompts. And here are the responses that resonated most with Vanessa and I. So the first one that really resonated with me is your brain was wired to keep you alive, not happy. This just resonated with me so much because I often overwhelm myself with anxiety and overthinking and my brain just starts like losing its grip on reality. And I really psych myself out by, you know, overthinking things and thinking that's going to be the end of the world if I don't get this or thinking of all the worst case scenarios that could happen. But taking a step back, I can understand that my brain is going into fight or flight mode and it's just trying to protect me. But sometimes, you know, your own body and your brain, what's meant to help you is actually hurting you. So I think this response really stuck with me as somebody who often overthinks and deals with a lot of anxious uh, nights and thinking about all the worst case things that could happen. It was really great to understand from a biological lens what's happening to my brain and why my body is doing that. Yeah, I completely agree. And I just really like the perspective that this response had in kind of honoring just all your emotions. And it made me think about viewing my emotions not as good or bad and not giving my emotions that much power and everything I feel is valid and one feeling isn't better than the other. Um, We're human and we're going to experience an array of emotions and feelings throughout our day. And I just really liked how this response just kind of put that into perspective that our brain sometimes isn't going to want us to be happy all the time. It's just trying to survive. Um, But with hard work, like with work and mindfulness, we can make a stronger brain that will help protect us from obtrusive thoughts that can kind of throw us off our day. Yeah, absolutely. And another response that I really liked was you have all the answers and knowledge you need already within yourself. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with the previous response because um, sometimes we might, you know, have our brain throw you off. Like you said, Daryl, your brain might throw you off. You might start feeling these emotions that you perceive to be negative, like stress and anxiety and concern or sadness. Um, But in the end, despite all the uncertainty and the ambiguity in the world, you always will have yourself. You'll always know within you, you might just not be able to see it at the moment. And I think a lot of people, not just college students, but us in particular, we're going through it. (laughs) We might not know what we want to do after we graduate. We might not know what next year looks for us, even right now in a pandemic, what next month looks like for us. But being able to know that you have everything within you and you just have to channel that energy really resonated with me. And it's really comforting just to hear those words. Yeah. Same. And I loved your response to your, that 
prompt, Vanessa. I totally agree. And I think sometimes since we're so young too, we always look at other people to guide us, people that are wiser, have more experience. And we think that other people will be able to tell us what we should do with our own lives. But at the end of the day, I think it's just, we have to trust ourselves and trust our gut and know that we're on the right path. Even if there's going to be some twists and turns, we just know that everything's a part of a bigger plan. Yeah, I really love that. And going back to how you said there's no right or wrong emotions, like there are no right or wrong paths in life. So sometimes you just have to go where life takes you and learn from wherever you are. And everyone comes in different paces in life as well. So that's definitely something that has resonated with me. And Daryl, were there any responses that stuck out with you? Yes. So one that really resonated with me was someone wrote, self-care extends beyond just doing leisurely things for ourselves, but it also means putting in the uncomfortable hard work for our long-term well-being, such as exercising, setting boundaries, being introspective, and working towards our true goals, and having those uncomfortable conversations. And this one really stuck out to me because I think there's a tendency to idealize self-care and self-growth as just this amazing period of your life where you just become a better person, but that transformation takes hard work. It takes uncomfortable conversations. It takes messing up. And I think that's part of the whole process and why it's a, it's just the journey. And I think having those uncomfortable conversations as someone that was a people pleaser and still is, was definitely very new and very challenging for me. And it felt like I was being a bad person or I was doing the wrong thing because I just wasn't used to putting myself first um, in my relationships, my um, um, so my friendships and just how I interacted with people day to day. So I really liked that response. Um, yeah. What do you think, Vanessa? I totally agree with you. Um, sometimes self-care is just leaning into this, the discomfort and doing what's best for you in the long run, even if you can't see the benefits in the short term. And that's something that I'm still working on. And you know, the biggest room is the room for improvement. So I'm sure everybody has different ways that they can improve on their self-care. And there is no right or wrong answer in self-care either. What works for you might not work for somebody else. So I think that's really important to keep in mind. And I also want to touch on how self-care is really romanticized now. Um, sometimes we think of self-care as like putting on a face mask and doing a bubble bath. Um, but self-care is sometimes those hard, ugly things or things that seem ugly and things that make us uncomfortable, things that we're afraid of. But I feel that self-care is such an interesting definition, what that person had provided in their response. Like it could just be overcoming your fears with confidence and being able to challenge all the obstacles in your life. Like that definitely is a form of self-care and that's part of the process of growing as a person. So I really appreciate this person's response and how you took that, Daryl. Yeah, and I loved your response to that too. I think like what you mentioned with trusting the process too, that definitely resonated with me too. And then another response I really liked was, what you focus on is what you manifest. That means what you fear has control over you. You create your own environment, you attract what you radiate. And that one really struck a chord with me because I think as someone that overthinks, I can let something pop into my head and then I just ruminate over it. So I've been trying to not let my emotions control me. And when I have 
stressful emotions or thoughts like that, I try to just take a moment and just be mindful and observe that the thought's happening, but then I let it go by and it's not going to control me. Um, so I just really liked this response because I just think this is something that I'm working on right now in like my self-growth journey of just really focusing on my positive mindset and my thoughts that um, create my reality. So that's why I really liked this response. Yeah, that is such a great point. And I think it goes back to the first point that we had talked about, about how your brain is wiring itself for survival, not necessarily happiness. Mm-hmm. And so going back to what you said about like overthinking and like having these intrusive thoughts, I think one thing that I do to cope with that is meditation. And sometimes if you use a guided meditation, the person will say, um, acknowledge the thoughts that are coming like it's not meant to chew away those thoughts and completely ignore them or avoid them we actually encourage um meditators to think about it in a sense and like understand that they're there and take it in but we also want to channel in like calmness and peace and balance in our life and so there is like this difficult journey of navigating how can i you know, still um, control my emotions and my thoughts, um, because they might always be a part of you. But it's something in the way that we learn how to cope with them, whether it's through meditation, journaling, or whatever you see fit. But I think meditation for me has really taught me that, you know, your thoughts will always be a part of you. And they're actually really important. And we should acknowledge them. But we can't let it consume us. No, I totally agree. That's such a good point. Thank you for adding that. And I remember I listened to one meditation where they said, um, if it was as easy as not focusing on the negative thoughts, like we would have done that by now, but there's a reason we're having those, I mean, quote unquote, negative thoughts. They're just thoughts and not giving them power to them, I think is the first step where we can just, like you said, acknowledge them and then let them pass. And with that, we hope that these responses also resonated with you as well and you took away something from this episode. So with this, we'll conclude this episode of Live Well, Be Well. If you like what you heard and would like to learn more about topics related to health and well-being, there's much more to come. Be sure to check out our website, healthpromotionservices.ucsd.edu and follow us on Instagram and Facebook under UCSDHPS. Stay tuned for next week's episode of Live Well, Be Well. Until next time, be kind, be true, be you. And remember to be well is to live well.